It's time for another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich Baxter and Gary Mack talking baseball. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special Memorial Day version of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. And Rich Baxter over here. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you, Gary. Rich, same to you. And, uh, you know, this is uh, uh, really a holiday that's been flipped kind of around a little bit. We do say happy Memorial Day, but it is really, you know, Memorial Day is really to honor and uh, uh, remember those that have died in the line of military duty for the United States, protecting our freedom. And uh, we get it mixed up sometimes with Veterans Day, which is the day that we honor all military people that have served, um, you know, that that are still alive or have uh, may have passed. But um, just wanted to clarify that a little bit, but uh, it is the unofficial beginning of summer. Yes, we use that as a designation and it is a long weekend. So uh, people do celebrate with uh, uh, barbecues and stuff, but I don't know about this year, Rich. We, we've lost like 30 degrees in temperature over the last two days and it was 82 the other day. And, and today I think it's like 40 out. So. Maybe even 40 degrees we lost, but uh, crazy weather. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thunk it? You know, we had the nice weather leading up to the holiday weekend here. And as you said, yeah, solemn holiday, um, a marker of the unofficial start of summer and a huge mark in baseball as well. The By the Memorial Day weekend is, is how a lot of people grade teams. And, of course, we want to tip our caps to – all veterans out there, especially, you know, people in your family, maybe, you know, who sacrificed their lives for the country and uh, gave it all. Um, we want to tip our caps to them as well. So, um, you know, we're going to do our best to bring you a good show this weekend. We hope you uh, enjoy it. And uh, Gary, first up, you have a story on uh, something that just occurred. Well, yeah, Rich, uh, and I don't want to get anybody sick, so let me change my background here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rich, a Twins third baseman, Josh Donaldson, scored the two millionth run in baseball history. He scored it on uh, Nelson Cruz's ground rule double of Royals right-hander, Irvin Santana in the first inning yesterday in a game between the Twins and the Royals. The Elias Sports Bureau, the official st statisticians of MLB, recently verified the total number of runs scored in anticipation of this milestone. Now, official MLB history dates back to 1876 when the National League began play. And um, the first run that they have was scored by Tim McGinley in 1876 of the Boston Red Stockings. Um, you know, it's it's hard. It, it's a little arbitrary because there was other leagues that came in for a while, you know, the Federal League and whatnot. And now um, 
baseball is going to be adding the Negro League into their official uh, family. Uh, so that could change it as well. But um, I, I think they should leave it based on the stats that they have right now and, and just call it that this is it, the two, two millionth run. Uh, by the way, in the slide there was the 100th, uh, the one millionth run was scored by Bob Watson of the Houston Astros at the time. And uh, interesting story I heard last night was that he got a million uh, Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls had some sort of promotion, and uh, they sent him a million Tootsie Rolls, and he got, um, I think it was from some bank, a million pennies, which he donated both things. Uh, but uh, they, they, the guy who was telling the story on MLB last night also mentioned that when he was scoring, I think it was him, when he was scoring a run, they were yelling at him. Um, I think it was on a home run, if I remember the story correctly. And they were yelling at him to run fast, run, run, run. He was like, why? Why do I got to hit a home run? But it was a, a time thing. They were afraid that they knew it was going to coming up to the millionth run. And, you know, there was another game going on. And if they scored first, so they were, they were egging him on to run faster to uh, make sure that he was a millionth run. Uh, apparently it worked because he was the millionth run. But just a little antidote there that was thrown out at the game last night. But two million runs uh, in baseball history. Pretty uh, neat stat. Yeah, very cool. It's um, amazing how many stats they collect. And uh, I used to love to read, like uh, Elias says, every – day in baseball history especially the press notes they list that kind of stuff in there just uh old stats that you might not have thought about for a while and right. uh, very cool yeah really neat and uh, uh no word on what he may get for this <laughs> yeah i doubt you know tootsie roll is going to come up with two million for <laughs> Well, and there's nothing, you know, nobody really talked about any promotions or anything for it. Uh, so I don't know. It wasn't really, I didn't really know what was happening until uh, last night. I happened to put on the um, Cardinals and the, um, oh, who was it? Slept on my mind already. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh-huh. They were the late game, and I happened to catch an inning or two of it, and uh, they started talking about that. And, uh, I just thought it was pretty interesting. It would be an interesting story for us. But, uh, yeah, you know, two million runs. Yeah, very cool. There's a lot of, lot of running around the bases for that. And uh, as we were saying at the start of the show, Memorial Day is a big weekend for baseball um, I believe there's a quadruple header that'll be on uh, the network, MLB network on Memorial Day. But um, let's take a little look around the standing so far um, This on this May 30th, next to the last day of the month here. And I'll put this up on the screen for our YouTube mm -hmm. listeners and watchers here. Uh, we'll just go over it a little bit here. Over in the AL East, the 
kind of a surprise to me. Look at the surging Tampa Bay Rays there. Yeah, yeah. Seized first place, nine and one in their last 10 games. They're playing my Phillies today down there in Tampa. So uh, first place for the Tampa Rays. Yeah, and it's close. Boston's right behind them, Matt. And uh, Yankees are a little, they've got a little breathing room from the Yankees and Toronto. And of course, Baltimore's in last, but uh, Baltimore, uh, you know, was not expected to do much, but played a little bit better than I think people thought they might. Uh, but that Tampa Bay team is tough. They're good, boy. Yeah, I don't know how they keep doing it with that little payroll that they have, but they keep coming up with ball players and making these little deals and stuff that they just know what they're doing. And how about the Chicago White Sox? You know, we were talking about Larusa last week, wondering if he was losing the team, if he was too old. But look where they are. Yeah, they're atop of the AL Central there, still. Uh, ahead of Cleveland by three games. Yeah. Huge lead on them. And they happen to be playing Baltimore this weekend. So they got a, a good reason to stay up top there. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and the West is pretty interesting, man. LA, the Angels got off to a quick start, but uh, like their other counterpart in LA, they. Uh, They've slipped a little, and Oakland's grabbed the uh, division lead there with Houston not too far behind. And that's not really um, that big of an, you know, surprise. Uh, thought it'd be, you know, Houston. Well, they're, they're right there. So, I mean, they're, they're not too far behind. So, um, you know, they, they lost some key players, but uh, they seem to be able to fill in the spots as well. And uh, Seattle's in there, a game under 500. Uh, Texas is still in it. They're all kind of bunched together in that division. Uh, and and talking about bunched up in a division, Rich, look at the next one. Yeah, NL East. Mighty Mets holding the top spot. Five games over 500. Four-game winning streak. Plus two runs here in the differential. Next opponent's Phillies. They're three and a half games tied with the Braves. The Braves are bringing it on here all of a sudden. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's the Marlins hanging in there. Yeah, the Marlins, you know, you got to give them credit, though. I mean, the Mets are the only team above 500. Who thought we'd be saying that? Uh, would 16 men on the disabled list. I thought for sure it would be uh, a lot worse, but uh, they're hanging tough. The Mets had a, a big game last night. What was it, the final 13 to two, I think uh, against the Atlanta Braves of all people. So uh, Mets are getting it done. Um, that, uh, that particular thing doesn't give the stat for uh, in the division, but um they're 15 and five at home and away 10 and 15. They're going on a nine game road trip tomorrow. So uh, they better improve that. But uh, wow, pretty good. And St. Louis uh, is leading in the central with the Cubbies right behind them. And Milwaukee is uh, still in that race. And there's Cincinnati. And uh, Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh, nine and a half. They're not out of it, but 
a good distance behind at this point in time. Yeah, they're almost playing like the um, Orioles are in the American League. And out west, it's San Diego. No surprise there. They've been playing on fire. Best record in baseball at 34 and 19. And I kind of thought we might see this. They stocked up with superstars down there. And uh, suddenly that small market team is going to be a contender. Yeah, they use their uh, farm system to bring in some names. As you said, they stocked up on uh, some superstar free agents, uh, brought in some pitching, uh, and and uh, they're really, uh, this year, they're blooming with all that young guys. Tatis is going to be some big star and uh, had a big game last night and uh, I think the surprise there is, uh, too, the fact that the Giants are where they're at, 12 games over 500, a game and a half behind San Diego, and the Dodgers are in third place. Now, they're only two and a half games out, so they're right in the mix. But I, I thought we, we would see them dominating the league and uh, with San Diego uh, behind them, and it's just the flip-flop right there. Yeah, yeah, San Diego on fire. Uh, look at that. The Dodgers are 10 games over 500 in third place, so that gives you an idea how those uh, Padres are completely dominating there. Look at them at plus 89 runs. The run differential, they're playing the Houston Astros this weekend. So uh, going to keep keep watching them for sure all season. And did you happen to see that Cubs play? Um, I guess it was last week sometime. Javi Lopez um, running down the first. He got in a rundown. The player yeah. scored from third. Did you happen to see that play? I did. and And my first thought was, why would you get somebody in a rundown uh, on first base, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing that. Uh, I mean, uh, that was a bit of a brain freeze by the fielder. Yeah. But, you know, it happens to everybody. Yep. What a what a wacky looking play it was, but uh, it's one of those things that happens, and then you're like, "Wow, did I just see that?" You know. Yeah. But um, Cubs putting it back together, it looks like, and uh, you know they're playing pretty well there for our uh, YouTube listeners. If we don't get in trouble for this, here's. Don't know if that was the play. Yeah, see, that's the bad thing about. <laughs> Yeah. Live, uh, trying to come up with these, uh, live, live plays here. Not sure that that was the one, but, um, interesting play there. I love to see that kind of stuff in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That was a whack, uh, wacko play, but, uh, <laughs> like you say, you love to see it. Um, yeah. you know, it's like in the Mets game last night, uh, uh, Cameron Mabin, who the Mets picked up for a dollar, they say, from Chicago, was 0 for 26 or 0 for 27 as a Met. Couldn't buy a hit. And he hits like a dribbler up the third baseline and they let it roll and stayed fair. That was his first hit as a Met, you know. 
So those, those are the things in baseball that take place that, that uh, you don't find a lot of other sports and, and they're pretty neat. And, you know, um, that's the game. Uh, it, it, that's why we like it so much. The unexpected uh, Bartolo Colon hitting a home run. The oldest man had a oldest pitcher to hit a home, first home run. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that we love. And, uh, it's also the kind of thing that they want to take away. So I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it was an interesting play with Ozuna and, and, uh, standings is just topsy turvy this year. You know, we, you don't know what to expect. It's going to be that kind of year. I think coming off that short season last year, we don't know how guys are going to react to this year. So be interesting to watch it all play out, Rich. Yes, indeed. Well, we, brought up a story last week and the last couple of weeks about card collecting in baseball. And um, this week we've got another one for you. Um, a big, big card collection was put on sale uh, and it'll go on sale in a couple of days. Actually um, a Florida doctor passed away in January and he amassed over $20 million in rare uh, sports cards. A lot of them are baseball cards, um, including a 1933 uh, Gaudi Babe Ruth card and a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card. Oh, yeah. uh, gentleman's name is Thomas Newman. He was a retired uh, Florida neurologist and uh, left an impressive collection of over 1,000 cards and some memorabilia to his family. And uh, here's some pictures if you're watching on the YouTube feed of our show here. There's the uh, Babe Ruth in the center there, graded a mint nine condition. So that's wow. pretty good. Very good, actually. Yeah, uh, that's excellent. Yeah, it's going to break a record, they say. Um, auction um, is it's expected to go over $5.2 million. It's going to break a record. Um, and that starts uh, June 21st through July 10th online. Memory Lane Auctions is who's selling the card and all the collection for that matter. So interesting that, uh, you know, a gentleman like this accumulated such a big collection. Yeah, and and interesting that the, the the prices seem to be coming back on baseball cards again. Yeah, big time, big time. And you know, a related story to this is uh, a rare Honus Wagner card, and that's who we always think of when we think of big money baseball cards. Yeah, uh, just recently sold for a record three point seven five million dollars. It's the old T206, which I've looked for many times around my house. I can't find any because <laughs> I have a, an old historic house. I was wondering, hmm, I wonder if somebody, you know, at some point collected cards. But, uh, yeah, $3.75 million for this Honus Wagner card. Uh, probably one of the most famous cards in baseball. The B side to the story, and there's the picture if you're watching on YouTube, it was only a good, rated a good uh, card with a two rating on it, and it got that kind of money. You can't find them, you know? 
So yeah. what what you can find is what you get, and then that's it. And I'm surprised that the Mike Trout card is more valuable or was sold at a higher rate than the Hannes Wagner, because it seems to me there should be more Mike Trout cards out there. Don't you? I mean, yeah, nothing I'm, against Mike Trout, but yeah, I'm, I'm really amazed by it because I, like you said, you would think uh, there's a lot more Mike Trout cards out there, which there are. Um, and why did somebody <laughs> pay that much for it? Yeah, I don't know. Unless the rookie card is that, um, is so that rare? I don't know. Let's look into a story real quick here. Um, on the specific card that it was, it's a rare Mike Trout autographed baseball card that set the record highest selling sports card of all time. Saturday night, an unnamed bidder purchased it online for $3.936 million. It was a 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft Prospects, prospects rather, Super Fractor rookie card. So amazing there. So it's, you know, see, that's the thing nowadays. You have these super fractor things. You have uh, regular cards. Yeah, and this was it, just it, just happened to be a pull in a in a pack, probably. Yeah, um, and the, of course the Bowman cards are the rookie cards. If you've ever bought them, you know it's it's a lot of feast or famine. May, mainly famine. You get you know every rookie that comes down the road. And you'd be surprised, you know, very few players turn into stars and you're left there with a, a $6 pack of cards with guys that you've never heard of before. Yeah. I don't know. They may, you know, when we were kid or when I was a kid, you had tops and, and, um, Don Russ, I think it was for a while. And that was kind of it. And, and pops only put out like, the one set and then maybe a revised set when guys got traded or whatever, you know, in the middle of the year. But basically it was that one, you know, one set of cards. And now with the nowadays it's, you know, tops puts out 14 different varieties. So what is really a rookie card anymore? You know, I guess a guy could have technically could have 10 rookie cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I guess it's just the one that, you know, this is the one version I maybe because like you said, they didn't put a lot of them out of it. Uh, it's a pullout and, and it's like you said, autographed and that refractor thingy and yeah. So it's rare. Um, but you know what happens in somebody else's well i got a 2009 tops trout card that's his rookie card what's that worth now i wonder yeah, the history i gotta wonder about the history of that card how the guy came about yeah how he got it purchasing that card yeah 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 well you never know he could have went to could have went to wherever you get cards nowadays and, and bought a pack and it happened to be in there and he just 
he saved all the rookies or he saved all the signature cards and he got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Big investment there. Yeah. Yeah. Investment of a lifetime. Yep. Well, Rich, you know, we made an investment in this show and we are happy to do so. And we hope that the people enjoy it and we hope they uh, uh, like it enough to subscribe to the show on our YouTube channel, baseball talk radio show. And, uh, you know, catch us every week when we come on on YouTube or the audio version on anchor.fm. And also, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to anchor.fm and uh, um, slash the baseball talk radio show and contribute there uh, to help us along if you wish. Or you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash baseball talk and uh, you can leave a donation through that as well if you'd like to help us out we love doing the show for you we want to uh, always try to improve the quality of the show audio the video whatever and um, but it's not cheap folks I'll be honest with you it's not cheap and uh, Rich and I are continually trying to we just both upgraded our computer systems um probably next is the cameras and rich we got to upgrade those a little bit maybe but uh that that's a big chunk so <laughs> yeah yeah constantly upgrading and uh more so than that we just love to see you know in our ecosystem sort of 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 supporters and uh, like i was mentioning on other shows you know a lot of other podcasts have listener supported shows we don't farm bombard you with ads and things like that like other shows do we wish we could but <laughs> we don't but uh yeah we'd love to have you jump aboard our uh thing that we do here each week on baseball talking about your favorite sport and uh, send us an email if you want if you have a question about sponsoring the show or maybe just a question about a topic we should cover Send it to rich at baseballtalkradio.com or gary at baseballtalkradio.com and we'll get back to you during the week on it. But Gary, another big uh, sports story that I discovered, it's kind of not that big, but it's from your neck of the woods there in the New York area. And uh, struck me because, you know, Twitter is a place that you can go to and people are very rude and mean sometimes for one reason or another. And uh, this story stuck out at me. Uh, Mets pitcher Jordan Yamamoto uh, recently called out fans for attacking his wife on Twitter after his poor performance on the mound. So for some reason, you know, a lot of fans took to Twitter and, um, and started lashing out at his wife, who's not too bad to look at there. If you're watching our show here and uh, Jason stuck up for her and said, you know, like, don't, uh, don't go after her. It was me on the mound that, uh, that didn't perform well. Yeah. I, you know, these social media things, especially Twitter, uh, it, it's, they're terrible. Uh, it's easier. It, it, it's easy to be nasty and attack people when there's no, uh, when you're anonymous, 
and people do this consistently and constantly on these sites and um you know, I understand you want to stay in touch with the fans and everything, but fans are nasty. New York fans are nasty. Uh, let's face it, Philadelphia fans are nasty as well. No offense. Uh, Rich? I think oh, any but, fans could be construed as being, could yeah, possibly any, any be nasty. team, right. And and uh, especially on this, this type of forum, um, uh, I mean, you know, the social media, Twitter, there's a lot of nasty people on Twitter. And and to tell you the truth, I think I would recommend that most ball players get off of Twitter. Stay away from it. I know you like it. I know it's fun and something, but this is when it's no longer fun. See, and 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 look, everybody at some time in their life is going to get attacked on there. So, um I say get off of it. I, I don't. How did he get such a long tweet out though? They're always cutting me off after 140. That's long. Yeah, it looks like it was saved as a photo. Maybe you think you he did do, it in pieces and then they you, just put it together. Or something? Well, you could do that as a photo and save it somehow. Oh, I get you. And then you post the photo, and that's what it looks like. But oh, yeah. see, I didn't know that. I actually quit Twitter for a while, um, and then uh, figured I have to go back on for the Mets musings for the show. But um, you know, it it it's uh, why attack the wife? What if she had nothing to do with it? She's gonna back her husband no matter what. You know, it, it's it's just silliness and foolishness and people feeling their oats and you know we're doing a lot of that in this country now and it's it's not a good uh a thing yeah that's and, true and uh you know a lot of people have twitter tied to their phones they may get a, a notification when they get a comment or uh something mentioned about them on twitter so that probably what what happened there but uh yeah, it's just one of those things to to show you that Twitter isn't isn't the nice place that it could be and should be most of the time. I sort of have a love hate relationship with it myself. Uh, ever since certain people were banned from it, it soured me from it. I, I don't yeah. believe in an arbitrarily waving a hand and um, you know. And I'm talking specifically about Trump here. He carried Twitter and put them on the map. He brought millions of people to that platform. And then towards the end there, they they shut him down. So yeah, yeah. That owner of Twitter, I, I'm just not a fan of. And I, I still remain there at Fighting Phillies is my handle, but don't go there that often anymore. And it's a shame, you know, like. Yeah, I know. I get it. I, to me, it's too fast. I can't follow any stories on it. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, the one thing about Facebook, and I'm not crazy about Facebook either, but at least, you know, you can follow a story. If, if, if you put a post up and people comment on it, you can follow it. You know, Twitter is not like that. And you can be reading something arbitrarily that, and you're saying, well, what are you talking about? And then you have to go through all of this crap to see where it links up and everything. Um, 
I, I don't like it. I'm like you though. I keep it for uh, 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 podcast reasons as as a way of getting out word that the podcast is out. And that's about all I use it for now because I don't want to get involved with these people. I don't want to get into these wars and and uh, arguments about things. It's it's not worth my time. It's not worth the. Uh, frankly, it's not worth their time either, unless that's what they live for. And well, you know, there are people that live to argue, and that's what they love to do. And and as I said before, it's being anonymous on there it's easy to do and it's easy to be you know the tough guy and to be nasty because you're never going to run into these people and they know that yeah yeah it just seems like an anonymous um anonymous forum i guess you want to say but you know people's feelings can be hurt at the same time and um, like you said, it's it's sort of like a best thing I can think of it is the old ticker tape in a newsroom that continuously is pumping out stories and news. Yeah. As you're watching it, it's 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 real time. It's people commenting on things real time. Um, and it's almost like a mob mentality at, at some times as well. Yeah, it can turn into that real quick. And and. Uh... You know, what can you say? Uh, not much else you can say about that. Another. Rich, I've got the, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of stories here moving on that um, are not happy uh, go lucky stories, but uh, they're on news and, and it happened in baseball and we should really report it. Um, I'm going to try to combine them together, though, just to, for the sake of brevity. Uh, Atlanta Braves star Marcelo Zuna was arrested yesterday on an alleged domestic violence incident in Georgia, and the team confirmed this last night. He uh, was placed on the injured list earlier this week at the injured two fingers in the game. Uh, he did not make the trip to New York, and uh, apparently him and his wife got into uh, some sort of uh, argument he had aggravated assault, strangulation, and misdemeanor battery family violence charges placed against him. So another domestic abuse thing. The odd thing about this, Rich, is that it happened nearly one year after Azuna's wife was arrested on domestic violence charges. Uh, she allegedly hit him with a soap dish in the face. So um, this is not a couple that that (laughs) are working out their differences or or they're working them out in a different way. Uh, I don't know. Um, The other story is that um, this is a story we talked about a few, I guess it was a a month or a couple months ago now, maybe Uh, major league baseball's placed angels pitching coach, Mickey Calloway on its ineligible list through at least the 2022 season commissioner, Rob Manfred announced the league made the decision after investigating Calloway for harassment allegations that were levied against him. And if you remember, he had sent lewd pictures um, of himself to different women. He made lewd comments to them. He was having an affair. It was just a messed up thing. Well, 
baseball, uh, I guess, completed their investigation and they, they put him on the ineligible list with uh, Pete Rose and uh, whoever else is on there uh, now. But Mickey Calloway out and the Angels fired him as pitching coach. So, um, you know, real world is entering into the world of sports. And we're seeing it happen more and more. But uh, I really blame some of this on the on on really the cameras in in the cell phones. And I think we mentioned this before. Or I mentioned it on Mets Musings that you know in our day you couldn't take those kind of pictures that they take uh, nowadays because it would have been filmed. So they would have had to get gone through a process and everybody in the lab or in the drugstore or whatever would have saw your picture, whoever was developing it. Now with these digital photos and, and everybody's got a camera in their cell phone, it makes it a lot easier. And I, I think that's why you see this whole proliferation of all these lewd photos and, and, uh, um, I don't want to use the the name. We're trying to keep this as a family show, but uh, it's just crazy. I, I I don't know what's going on anymore, Rich. I really don't. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. Years ago, you were talking on a phone. Nowadays, the phone and the camera are integrated together, so it's mm -hmm. sort of like everybody's a reporter, everybody's documenting, everybody's, um, you know, taking pictures these days, but you do have to be careful. If you're in a public position like that, you know, like even in your private interest, I, I don't know, I get your private and your public life are two different things. I, I, I find this a walk between private and and profession like does your job have you know legislation over your private life and just because you know maybe there was a back and forth we don't know the whole story on this really i mean right but as the person doing this don't do it that's as simple as that i would never dream of doing something like that if i was in a position like he was a coach a manager of a team you're going to go out on a limb and, you know, mail personal photos of yourself off to somebody. No, sir. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it to my wife. To me, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's stupid. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, the pictures of your junk. I mean, come on, you know, and then this, this is, you know, un women that don't really know them. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, to me, it's, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of stupid. You know, I said to uh, my wife the other day, I says, you know, I, I watch some of these ads on television now and, and uh, things and I'm going, am I turning into a prude? Because some of them just saw so, so forward and yeah it's exactly. just disgusting i mean i you know the one that gets me is the the um it's the woman's hygiene product and and the tagline is poison her life and poise in her pants yeah i mean 
that that crosses the line of. I mean, come of, on, it's 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 you know, it's tacky. Crosses decency. Uh, or how about the one where the girl is dancing in the streets because she's got a, a an IUD? Is that the right? Am I correct? Some sort of birth control, and she's dancing in the streets, and they're dancing. They got like the whole thing. They got the whole song about it, and I'm like, "Come on, is there anything personal anymore? Anything yeah. sacred?" <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm turning into a prude in my old age, but I just find that. Uh, that stuff uh, ridiculous and yeah, I don't know I guess it's the brainwashing of America rich where everything is okay uh, uh, you know and uh, you know it, it's like they, they had this show you know I don't know if you ever watched it Naked and Afraid where they, they put these people in survival situations uh -huh. a man and a woman and they're naked and the whole idea is they go through these survival things, right? Uh -huh. Well, but now they're not, they don't, they blur everything out. So look, if you're going to do a show, then you should just, shouldn't you show it? I mean, so that's why I don't think I'm a prude, but yet some things bother me. Yeah. Well, there is a line of decency that you expect from public um, type um broadcast so to speak mm -hmm. and uh yeah certainly it gets crossed at times but that's that's just stupid on the part of callaway to get uh, uh broiled up into that now he doesn't have a career in baseball so uh kind of yeah. silly there I, I don't get it i don't get any of these guys the the guy that was hired as the general manager of the Mets, he did the same thing yeah you better be sure the woman wants to see these things before you get in, you getting involved in it. That's all I got to say. If yeah, you're going to get involved, and then I wouldn't even do it. I mean, it's no, a, I agree. It's a personal thing that you don't want to. <laughs> depends who you are, I guess. But yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's a shame. There's a lot of uh, you know guys out there with the uh, the sex disease or whatever <laughs> whatever they call what do they call it whatever i don't know um but well, anyway let's move on <laughs> turning to um a safer story so to speak um a social media rears its ugly head again a new era put out a selection of caps local mlb caps that had you know different numbers on the caps and different things on the caps to remind you about your favorite team were pulled from sale uh, this past week after Twitter and other social media sites took to it and destroyed them. And here, as you're looking at our YouTube show, you know, I don't see anything wrong with these caps. New York had Statue of Liberty, uh, an apple on the side, I guess some, uh, numbers that are familiar to new yorkers there not quite sure if they're area codes or what they are yeah i don't know they all but, seem to have the same numbers on it for i guess for publicity purposes 
Yeah. So, I mean, here's LA with some palm trees. Uh, can't quite tell what's on the side of that hat, but you know, these, these hats are expensive to make and they probably cost, you know, pretty decent sum there. Um, got trashed on, on social media here after new era put out a tweet. What do you think? So some several well-named, uh, you know, important quote unquote, and I use that in air quotes, people wrote back to him. Why would, why would I buy the worst hat ever made? You know, that sort of thing. I, I don't know. It's, it's that well, I sort gotta of be honest. I, I, I wouldn't buy them. <laughs> yeah, but they're you know, pretty they're, bad. If you know, near new era and we, I think we both have them on today. This oh, is yeah. a limited edition Phillies American flag cap that I got a few years ago that I don't think they make that anymore. Yeah. These would have been collector's items, a little bit loud, a little, you know, a little busy on them, but I've seen yeah. worse from the new era. So, you know, this I story. Think they, uh, I, I think the market now is such that they'll always look and try to do something different and try to put out something. Um, I don't know. I was always, I always grew up where I wanted to get an official cap. When I was a kid, you couldn't get them, you know? Yeah. And then when I got older and you could, I, I got the official caps and, and that was great. And then they went to the alternate caps and the batting practice caps. And, um, and then they went to the different colors and that's really what get this. I really don't get, uh, uh, you know, like a, a a Yankee cap that's pink. You know what I mean? It's not. It, it's. But a lot of this goes to the young kids now. A lot of it, the the younger crowd. This is what they want. They want the the colors. They want the. You know, half of them don't care if it's a Yankee cap. They like the color. They like the NY for New York or whatever. Um, the thing I don't get nowadays is the black on black hats. You know, yeah. it's it's an all black cap with the 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 logo is stitched in black. Uh, so when you look from a distance, all you see is a black hat. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I don't get the purpose of those those, but that's you know that's I'm an old guy too, so. Um, I'm like I say, I'm more traditional. I like the traditional regular caps and um, um, some of the alternate caps are cool, but um, the the fashion caps are the things that I don't go for. But I wouldn't have, look. I wouldn't have bought those caps. I didn't. I didn't like it. I'm not sure. I take the time to comment on it, but. You know, on the other hand, New Era asked, what do you think of these caps? And they got feedback. I guess instead of, uh, uh, you know, instead of having, like, people come in and rate the caps, they, they take a picture, they make a couple, they put it out there, and but I'll they tell know. You, I'll tell you a little thing about feedback. It seems like people that are not happy with the product are a hundred times more likely to comment on something oh, that yeah. they don't like where there's a 99 other people that, Oh yeah, that's 
pretty cool, but I'm not going to type anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so all of a sudden you got people oh, concerned about it. And then you got 99 other people that just doesn't have a bigger voice on Twitter, so to speak, that would have maybe purchased it. So maybe. Yeah. But then they have to say something because you're going to get the negative comments. And when you start seeing the negative comments, you have to say something in order to save some, you know, and if you don't, then they're not going to make it. So another quick story here before we uh, wind up our Memorial Day special podcast weekend here for you, Um, either the Oakland A's or the Tampa Bay Rays rumored for a move possibly and we'll just reiterate again the mlb believes that the two top markets for expansion would be montreal again and believe it or not nashville tennessee so um oakland a's and the tampa bay rays are they might be uh pulling up stakes one day uh for a new city so uh, we're going to keep our eye on that it's been yeah well, I know uh, MLB uh, recommended that Oakland look for an alternate site, and apparently Tampa Bay is back into talks with Yabor, I think it's YBOR City, uh, which is not far from Tampa Bay, um, in, in trying to get a stadium there. But, uh, Rich, before we go, one more, one more story. Um, on the 80th anniversary of his untimely death, Lou Gehrig will be remembered across Major League Baseball on June 2nd. That's June 2nd. That's what, Wednesday? I don't have a calendar. Um, he is going to be remembered for his integrity, durability, and devotion to the game of baseball. It's actually a double anniversary since Garrick actually died on the same month and day that he started his consecutive games playing streak in 1923. He started his streak on June 2nd, 1923, and he died from ALS on June 2nd, 1941, at the age of 37. Isn't that a shock? He was only 37 years old. Um, this this, this degenerative disorder gradually causes victims to lose motor skills, eroding their ability to walk, talk, eat, and breathe. There is no proven cure, though um, there is some... Uh, some good work being done by a place in Israel and they almost seem close to discovering one. So that would be terrific if they could find a cure for this hideous disease. Uh, but baseball is, is going to recognize Lou Gehrig. He joins Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente as, uh, uh, you know, Pasumi, Pas, Pasumi, I can't say it. Posthumous. Posthumous. Honorees of the game. His name lives on through the Lou Gehrig Memorial Award. And um, I just think it's a good thing. And it's, it's a, a great thing. And it's a time that they rem- remember Lou Gehrig. Uh, one of the best, if not the best, first baseman of all time. Terrific ball player. And, and, you know, guys, boy, they look older in those days, didn't they? <laughs> he looks older than 37, but he was 37 years old when he passed away. And 
never really had a a, a, a chance at life though uh, when you think back what he um what he accomplished in those short time uh, really incredible so uh Kudos to Rob Manfred, something we do not do often, but kudos to Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball for honoring uh, the Iron Horse, Lou Gehrig, uh, this coming June, June 2nd. And that's it for me. We're not hearing you right now. Sorry about that. How about now? Okay. Not quite sure what happened there, but it's nice to hear that Lou Gehrig will get his um, commemoration, so to speak, his day, June 2nd, um, available red wristbands will be worn on that day with the four ALS um, logo and things like that. So uh, all for a great cause. So I'm all for that. It's excellent. And Rich, I guess that's going to wrap up uh, another another show. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, bringing this one into the barn. Have a happy, though, a solemn weekend here, uh, remembering our dead soldiers that brought us freedom um made us experience the things that we're able to experience today and uh bring us freedom to our country uh something that a lot of other people can't say yes and uh, very well said and we will see you uh next time on another edition of the baseball talk radio show so have a good week we'll see you then i'll see you then rich all right gary take care